Hey guys, before the episode starts, I wanted to mention a few things. First thing is, thanks for listening. It means a lot to us. Second is that our email and some other links can be found in the episode description. Third thing is that we had a few technical and audio issues, and they can be heard throughout the episode in a few different parts. Hopefully this is a fluke, and they should be ironed out by following episodes. Lastly, the music we used is You're the Dummy from Derek Clegg's album called Solar. He's got some great music. I'd recommend checking him out. You're the dummy that don't believe in science. All your projects always be denying. You're the dummy that don't believe in science. Hey, hey, no. That's not it. (laughs) No, stick with it. We're going. (laughs) Okay, what's this first episode of the Pokenomicon Pokemon informational podcast? This is this is your boy Blake Johnson. This is Gabe. I'm not giving up my last name yet. That's, uh, that'd be a spoiler what, for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, you're thinking ahead. I, you're trying to draw them in. I, I'm giving it all out. I'm all, I'm all about that delayed gratification here. <laughs> gotta, gotta have, nah, you gotta have it all at once. In other words, <laughs> uh, so the first episode is on the first Pokemon in the National Pokemon. Uh, um, yes, that one. No, that's that's like four ninety something probably. That, it's that in was that like range. my one Pokemon joke I'm gonna have the, this whole series. <laughs> that was the one thing I looked up before this, <laughs> which is it's just a meme. What's the first Pokemon do <laughs> of that? Hey, hey, that's worth it's worth it. There'll be plenty of. I'm sure we'll figure out other other jokes. I hope. <laughs> Maybe we just won't be funny. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, so today's episode's on Bulbasaur, the first Pokemon, which is uh, obviously number zero zero one in the Pokedex. Hopefully, we'll get a third zero to add to that. I thought you were going to say years. zero, like number zero, and I was like, I'm looking this up. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> I think technically, at one point. The Pokemon Vicatini was considered number zero in like some uh, regional Pokedex, um, but if it was or wasn't, we'll figure that out in whenever that episode is, if that happens. Yeah. So, all right. So we've been playing this for what you said, like a month or something to do this podcast. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say about three weeks to a month, definitely. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't know why you picked Bulbasaur. I was like, oh, maybe you just really likes that starter. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I couldn't remember Bulbasaur was the first evolution, the second, second was Ivysaur, and the third one's mm-hmm. Big Ivysaur. V- Venusaur, yeah, oh, yep. yes, I'm so good. Yeah, dude, you got it. <laughs> Alright. Why? Uh, I thought you said you didn't know anything about Pokemon game. I don't know what you're... I couldn't remember Venusaur, I was gonna... Venusaur? Yeah. Yeah, it's Venusaur. I, I was gonna call it Big Ivysaur, because I couldn't remember mm-hmm. it. It's just like a huge lettuce monster, but I got it there in the end. You did. You did. All right, take it away. So, uh, we'll start uh, some of the, just the basics. Uh, Bulbasaur. It's classification of Pokemon, which each Pokemon has like its own. Like this is the blank Pokemon. This is the like I think Pikachu is just like the mouse Pokemon, but uh, Bulbasaur is the seed Pokemon, and it's probably because it has a plant on its back, and guess what? It's rest from seed. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if you can guess it, but uh, other basic things. It evolves into Ivysaur at level 16 and then Venusaur at uh, 32. 
this is uh, the grass starter from Gen 1, which is alongside Charmander and Squirtle. I hope most people knew that, but if you, I don't know, some people would be coming here like total Pokemon virgin. And that's absolutely fine. I've played yeah. half, not even <laughs> half of Pokemon Ruby? Question. I don't know about that. And I, I think it was definitely one of the uh, the third generation. Yeah, it could be Ruby a- or Sapphire. Ruby, Sapphire was one of those. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Actually, I could go check yeah. my room. It's in there somewhere. And I want to say it was. I want to say it was Ruby or Sapphire because I remember you having one of those two. Yeah, I don't think it was Emerald. But and then how much have I played of Shield? Shield's fun, but I don't own it. Um, I think I'm trying to remember. You got at least through the. I know you got through the first two gyms for sure. Oh, I, I beat the uh, the Fire Boy. Oh, you did beat the Fire Boy. Okay, so you got through the first yep. three then. That's good. that is that's for. That's a decent ways into the game. That's I don't know. I was about to say like, oh, it's this percent. I was like, I don't know. I I play the games in a weird way where I'm like a very completionist and catching Pokemon. I started out like that for about the first five Pokemon, and then I'm like, I'm not gonna do this until <laughs> unless it's a cool cat or a cool Pokemon. I I can respect I can respect that. That's I've had. Uh, well, let me think. 15 years building so it's like yeah i've been i've been into, i've been doing this for a long time so i i got the strats down but moving back to bulbasaur <laughs> sorry uh no hey no bulbasaur it's in it's in those games so it's kind of not a tangent uh but bulbasaur's abilities uh they're overgrowing chlorophyll and uh chlorophyll being its hidden ability and a hidden ability is uh, like the, a rare ability that can only be acquired through um, like special circumstances, for, um, such as like an event, like if you get a Pokemon from like a uh, GameStop code or something like that, they might have a hidden ability. Or in the case of Sword and Shield right now, you can get them from max raid battles. Um, the Pokemon that you'll get from there have a chance of having their hidden ability. So Overgrow, what that does, because that is... I, I think this is important if you're going to play the games, in my opinion. Uh, Overgrow increases the attack or special attack of the Pokemon when attacking with a grass-type move uh, when it's at one-third or below health. And uh, this increases 50%. And it used to just, like, if you were below one-third of your health, it would just boost grass-type moves in general by 50%. But that changed in Generation 5. Even though it has the exact same effect, I... I'm not 100% sure what the reasoning is there, but, like, it has the same effect. All right. And, I, and for all the pros out there, we're going to have Blake answer <laughs> this. What's the difference between attack and special attack? Because you told me once and I've forgotten. Okay. Uh, the difference between attack and special attack is... Uh, so every Pokemon has, like, all their different stats, and maybe their attack or their special attack is going to be higher. And then every move is either classified under, like, status... Um, attack or special attack a status move doesn't do damage or anything but an attack and special attack it it just is telling you what it's um what type of move that pokemon should be using to more effect like if you have a higher attack and special attack you're going to get more damage out of uh a a physical move over a special move if the even if they have the same like base power okay so yeah it's just kind of like telling you what and then also we'll you also have a, a defense and special defense that will oh, yeah. that coincide with your attack and special defense. It's like so, it's so a higher defense is going to have going to better uh, defend against physical moves. 
Okay. I, I got mm-hmm. it now. All right. Yeah. And then it's hidden ability chlorophyll. Uh, pretty simple. In harsh sunlight, when, like, for example, if a Pokemon comes in with a drought, which puts up harsh sunlight, or if a Pokemon uses the move sunny day, you'll set up harsh, sun, uh, harsh sunlight. And then a Pokemon with chlorophyll, while in that, has doubled speed, which is... Which is a good ability, like, especially during the Weather Wars. I want to say Gen 5 was the Weather Wars for competitive. But that's that's not, well, this isn't a competitive Pokemon thing, but, so. I have no clue what Weather Wars is, but it sounds like it a was, fun it was Flash pretty, game, actually. It was, it was pretty much a time period in Pokemon where weather was so powerful, so, like, every, in the singles format, weather was just the, I think even in doubles, was the... Every team was weather-based, pretty much, if you wanted to be good. So it's like you were like going back and forth trying to set up their weather, and that's why it was considered the weather wars. Um, oh, wait, are we talking... I have to ask another dumb question. Are we talking about weather as in, like, weathering, like what water does? No, weather as in, like, rain, rain. Uh, snow, okay. storms. Uh, I, think, I think the most common ones were rain teams, sun teams, and then I want to say... Sandstorm was also hail has never really been a huge one just because ice isn't a great defensive typing. And these, it's not are these attacks or are these like types? Are there more types that I don't know about? There are there are four wet there are four weather conditions. There's there's now field conditions are totally different. That's hmm. I won't get into that now. But you have the weather, which is it's either uh, rain, heavy sun, hail, or a sandstorm. And They'll each have different effects, like rain increases water type attacks by 50% and cuts fire type moves in half. And then sun does the uh, opposite to each of those, like sun will boost fire, weakens water. Okay, and is this, like, across the board? This isn't like, this is like, oh, this goes for team A and B? Like, it's just like a battle condition? Yeah, pretty much so. So when the game, when when your battle starts, assuming you're not in a certain area of the game, that just gives you that. Um, but if you're in just base, base conditions neutral, you're going to start out, no, there's no special conditions. But then there are Pokemon with abilities that will set up weather, or there uh, are moves okay. that can set up weather, and then that will affect the, the field until it either goes away, which can be through time, uh, just through time, like eventually they will run out, except for Gen 5, which uh, if you set it up through a specific way, then you... It wouldn't go away. That's why there was the Weather Wars. Okay. But then also, so just through time, or if some ability takes it away, or if another weather is set up, then right. the other one will go away. Uh, now, for probably my personal favorite thing in Pokemon, just in general, and this affects Bulbasaur, is gender ratio, because Bulbasaur has a gender ratio of 87.5 to 12.5, and that is a male-to-female ratio of 7 to 1, which means for every female, there are seven male Bulbasaurs. And just evolutionary speaking, this... Why? (laughs) (laughs) This is... It should be actually the, the opposite way. And I tried looking up, like, something that was related to this that would explain this. I couldn't find anything... Uh, this does not, it seems to usually be the other way around. So my only guess is there's just a lot of gay Bulbasaur's and they want it that way. <laughs> that is that absolutely is fine. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is fine. But it's the only reason I can explain that. And I'm like, I was, lo- I keep looking at this up and I can't find anything. If anyone 
wants to tell me in like three years when we finally get our first listener yeah i was gonna say hey one listener hit us up if you if you know the answer oh, yeah. to, to this trick question <laughs> mm-hmm. we totally have the answer yep. in our back pocket and you'll you'll totally get something or praise there we go <laughs> now i'll get into a few more of the nitty gritties i'll try to go through these a little faster just because these are just kind of like numbers that are pretty just whack. I don't want to spend too much time on them, but I'll kind of explain them a little bit just so you know the general idea. Uh, so you have uh, the catch rate, which what the catch rate is for a Pokemon is just it determines how easy it is to catch. For Bulbasaur, it is a 45. And when a catch rate is going to range from 1 to 255, and uh, to put 45 into a general perspective, uh, Rattata has a catch rate of 255 while Mewtwo has a catch rate of 3. Oh, now, 45 for percentage means you have a 11.9% catch chance, which means, like, if I think that means if it's just full health from what I've seen, oh, yeah. I was gonna ask that's, that. that's your chance, which is a Pokeball. And the other factors that will determine a catch chance are, like, the Pokeball you're using, uh, the health of the Pokemon relative to its max uh, conditions, and there might be a few other things that's related to, but that's, like... That, that's gonna there's a lot of things that determine if you want to just look up like how to catch a Pokemon sometime there's like a huge there's a bunch of math that goes into it and it's so I've, I looked through it a little bit so I could give you a general idea of it but it's it's kind of crazy it, there's a lot to it if you also want to learn uh, get the app Pokemon go you can kind of learn how to throw the ball and yeah, that learn kind of where to throw lot. it because they might jump or like get mad at you and then they're immune for a little bit so you've got to keep these things in mind when you're catching your pokemon <laughs> especially in the main series yeah. games like especially there when you go pro and get pokemon <laughs> go and you, and you play for keeps <laughs> you got to know how to do these things now, so every pokemon has an egg group and bulbasaur's are monster and grass and what an egg group it determines is like who it can breed with, like, to pass on Pokemon. So, example, uh, Bulbasaur uh, can breed with any Pokemon in the monster or grass categories, as well as Ditto, of course, because you can just breed anyone with Ditto. And that is just pretty much important for gaining access to egg moves, which are moves that can, like, be passed down from a parent Pokemon into an egg. So it'll hatch with that move. Uh, so, yeah, the next thing uh, alternated with eggs is that catch rate which a bulbasaur will hatch between 5140 steps and 5396 steps it is not uh as you notice it is not the same numbers because there is a 256 like i want to say like rotation or an area in which it will hatch and so it's not like always the same uh for a little comparison just for uh egg groups uh, a ratata i like using ratata is uh, 3,855 base, and Beldum, which is a uh, rare Pokemon, very rare Pokemon, is uh, 10,280. So it's on the lower end, I'd say, because there are some really high ones out there, but it's I would say it's probably middling, I guess. I don't know. It's average, what's, I'd say. What's a really high one, then? Uh, Beldum at 10,000, uh, like 10, 280. 000. How long would that take you? Um, it kind of depends, because you can in, you can speed up egg hatching by having a Pokemon in your party with Flame Body, and I think there's an, another ability that also does this, but I, I usually use just... I have Flame Body Pokemon, I think, are the most common for this. But So I think that like cuts it in half, but that takes... 
it's kind of hard. It can take a couple minutes, I would say, if you're just like, if you just, usually you're going to want to get on like a bike or whatever your fastest form of movement is. And then you just kind of find a place where you can just like spin in a circle or something oh. is usually the most common ways of doing it. It's just, uh, so it doesn't take too long if you get, if you, if you are trying specifically to hatch it, it doesn't take, it's not bad. All right. Um, uh, also for like speed related with like how fast things, uh, Bulbasaur has a leveling rate of medium slow, and this means it takes 1,059,860 uh, experience points for it to go from level 1 to 100. There are plenty of different um, like experience rates. Uh, they go, let me see, I have them here. They're fast, medium fast, medium slow, and slow. Those are the four main ones. And there's two others that are erratic and fluctuating, and those just mean that they're not consistent. They have these other different things. I'm not going to talk about them now. I could make a lot on, I could talk a lot on those and I don't feel like doing that now. All right. I have a, I have a question then and you might have yes. to scour your notes for this. I, I okay. might have this on there. What is like, let's say I'm, I'm hatching a, a, a Bulbasaur and I'm yes. like, I want a shiny one and I'm only <laughs> going for the shiny ones. What's like the <laughs> percent chance when I are you frantically googling this? <laughs> uh, I I actually I I am looking it up because I I have a tab on it. I remember, okay. I remember uh, looking. I've looked this up before, so okay. I was gonna say so, you knew the uh, the pon- ponyta was like what four hundred something. Yeah, in Pokemon, uh, let in the Let's Go games, uh, there the catch chance, but because you do a catch chain and that really increased it. Um, so yeah, that was just, that was the best way into the let's go. But so shiny Pokemon, uh, so your chances are, uh, let me find it, uh, one in 4,096 base, but there are different ways for you to increase this by getting a shiny charm, which will take the base from that 4,096 to one in 13,000, uh, not 13,000, oh, no, 1,365.33. And then this can also be um, increased through, or decreased, I guess, through breeding with a Pokemon from another language, with another language. So it's going to base then be 1 in 682.7, but then if you have the shiny charm, it's going to be 1 in 512. And that's going to be your best. So, if you, so what you're going to want to do, have the shiny charm, which you get from being the game, then you have to do all this. There's, you have to complete the Pokedex. And then you have to like battle a dude, I think. Then you get the shiny charm, and then you also want to be breeding with a foreign. Usually, a foreign ditto is going to be the best option because then you're going to have about a one in five hundred chance of getting that shiny Pokemon. Or go outside, find a four leaf clover, maybe a rabbit yes. split to really <laughs> increase your chances. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't want to mention that because it's like there's so many different ones. There's just so much you can. Because that's just a hundred percent. Everyone knows that. It's like. There's not even a yeah. chance. That. And, and that's when, you know, your mom starts saying, is this, is this like a cult game? And you, that you don't really want to get into that with your parents. Like they'll yeah, start asking if, if you're fighting like dogs against each other and you got to say, no, mom, that's not what this is. Legally. Legally for the public. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sign a waiver to everything whenever you start a game. Yeah. Like, got to read them terms and conditions. So. Yeah. It's basically like boxing. That's what it is. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's fine. 
don't question it. Now, there's also the next little piece of detail is the Pokemon shape, which is a category that was created to like differentiate Pokemon. They don't actually have names in the games, but fans have given them names for uh, for the Pokemon for the Pokemon categories by shape. But for the one that uh, Bulbasaur is in, it's in the quadruped body category, and it kind of just looks like a dog. That's what the shape is, and it kind of looks like the Pokemon Rockruff for anyone that knows that Pokemon. Uh, that's not the best way I can describe it. Wait, are we just talking about what Bulbasaur looks like? It's got no. What it's it's uh, Pokemon body shape category is. Isn't it just like big fat dog with a lettuce on its back? <laughs> no. That's basically what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a body group see. is, but that's what I'm gonna call it. No, it's it's some it's some uh, the body groups in Pokemon is a way of like classifying, so you can like search for Pokemon that have like this body group. It's okay. kind of weird. It's not a super like everyone. It's not like something you really use. It's, a, it's I'd say it's a little obscure. I, I would say, definitely what, say. Why would somebody like need to do that? I feel like that'd be more of like I want to draw a cool Pokemon, but I want it to be bipedal. I like probably on. I don't Honestly, think pro- doing like competitive, like I'm gonna need something. With no, legs. <laughs> no. Uh, I guess my best guess is that they're like for people. It's maybe for people who are like I know what this Pokemon looks like, but I don't know anything else about it. Yeah. I think it's just another way for you to be able to find the Pokemon you're looking for. Yeah, okay, so now the next thing uh, we'll talk about is the base friendship, which I might have already started mentioning, but it's what you um. When you first catch a Pokemon, what their friendship will be, which I believe that also ranges from one to two fifty-five, but or maybe two fifty-six, somewhere in that range. But uh, so Bulbasaur, when you catch it, is going to be at, or when you hatch it from an egg, is up through Gen seven. It's going to be a base friendship of seventy, but in Gen eight, uh, pretty much every Pokemon with a base seventy was reduced to a base fifty. So now, when you first get a Bulbasaur, its base friendship is going to be at fifty. So you'll have to raise it an extra little 20 before more than you used to. And what is friendship? I've never heard of friendship. So friendship is, there's a few things that this affects in Pokemon. Number one is that there's two moves that are based around your your Pokemon's like friendship towards you. Return and frustration. Return's going to do more damage the friendlier your Pokemon is to you. Frustration's going to do more damage the less friendly your Pokemon is. Basic moves. They're not super common moves just because they're normal types. So right. you don't... And that's not used like very often. the only thing that's really used for? Uh, there's a few other things. Uh, there's some Pokemon that evolve based on having high friendship. Oh. So that's... Uh, and then there's also, in some of the more recent games... Uh, having high friendship will give your Pokemon buffs in battle, but that's only active in, like, PV. It's not active in, like, competitive. Um, okay. Like, your Pokemon might survive an attack and normally wouldn't. It might dodge an attack, might get a crit. It might uh, uh, shrug off a status ailment. Stuff like that. Um, okay. Yeah, it's not a super common thing. Like, I didn't really realize it until I started, like, wanting to catch certain Pokemon and I needed to evolve them with friendship. Then I started learning more about it that way. Now we can get into what I consider some of the more fun stuff about Bulbasaur. First off, it is a grass poison type, and it is one of only two starters that, uh, at its before evolving at all, has two types. And the only other one is Rowlet, which is from Gen 7, uh, 
which is another uh, grass starter, fun fact. But uh, Yeah, so every other one just starts with, uh, is either fire, water, or grass. This one is grass and poison. So its name, it uh, comes from bulb, which is a round underground organ pre present in some plants, but that's notably in the lily family, uh, and it is uh, used for, like, storing nutrients. And then soar, which means lizard, like dinosaur, it's where that comes from. So, but in its Japanese name is uh, Fushigidane. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, I will say. Which is likely a combination of the words Fushigi and Dane, meaning mysterious and seed. Uh, the name could also mean, isn't it strange, if you just read it as just straight out, because because it's also going to be Fushigi Dane, means isn't it strange. Now, I would be, I think I would be legally put in jail if I don't mention uh, Fushigi Balls, which uh, also is, Fushigi is strange from Japanese. You, you remember Fushigi Balls, right? Fushigi Balls? I don't know if I do remember that. I'm scared. So, you might have seen commercials of this as a kid, or as an adult. I don't know who's listening to this either, but for us... Where there's, there's like these little silver balls that you'd like roll around on your head and do like weird. I you need there. I find it very strange if you have not heard of fushiki balls. Are are they like the optical illusion balls that you like mess with in your hand? That I think yeah. I'm pretty sure that's I think how it I works. Have, yeah. That is what came to mind when you're talking about commercials and whatnot. And I. Yeah, I can just Google it. You keep talking, I'm going to Google it. I've also got a fun Bulbasaur <laughs> okay. fact. Uh, but yeah, uh, other little facts about Bulbasaur is that it uh, has a height of 2 feet 4 inches or 0.7 meters, and its weight is 15.2 pounds uh, or 6.9 kilograms. Uh, its base experience is 64, which is just if you beat it up and you take it out, that's how much experience you get from it. Uh, and that is also deter like affected by the Pokemon's level and in some games by its level compared to your own Pokemon's level. And then like, for example, Rattata is 51 experience base while Mewtwo is 306. So it's it's relatively low because it hasn't evolved. Also, when you take it out, it gives has an EV yield of, of one special attack. And first off, an EV is something you can like throw around on your Pokemon. Like you have... 516 EV points to divvy out upon your Pokemon, and like the more points you put into one stat, the higher the stat's gonna be. Uh, so pretty much, if you defeat one, you're gonna get one into your uh, special attack, uh, and that can be increased up to 256. But you can't bring any one stat above 256 EV. Also, Bulbasaur is used as a promotional merchandise at fast food chains like McDonald's and Burger King. And I have looked up Ooh. the McDonald's Bulbasaur, and it's about what you'd expect. It's it's not too impressive, but hey, it's a Pokemon thing that you get for, like, nothing with your Happy Meal. So, like, that's kind of fun. Hey, it's free. That's, all, that's free all you need. If you think about it. Well, yeah, it's you're getting it on top. It's pro bono. I think that's how you use that word. I'm Just not sure. think that it's free, and it's basically yeah. free. Don't think I have to yeah. pay an extra five cents for this little plastic figurine that I'm going to throw away in the next couple hours. You think, hey, look at this fun free thing I'm going to throw away in a couple hours. 
<laughs> that's dude. That's exactly what I think of when I'm walking out of Walmart with just like everything stuffed in my pockets, just sprinting <laughs> as the security guards run after me. Ugh. Now, so, uh, so a little bit on uh, what Bulbasaur's looks are and where it's uh, what it's based off of, um, as stated by Ken Sugimori and Atsuko Nishida in an interview. Uh, the entire Bulbasaur line was designed after frogs or toads, which uh, if you look at the line, it makes a lot more sense than reptiles, especially when you start getting into like looking at Venusaur. It kind of looks like a big toad. And also, a little fun fact, that of that of this evolutionary line, Venusaur was the first one designed, and then they moved backwards from there, designing each one based on the one previous. Uh, and then also specifics from Bulbasaur is that the bulb on its back, remember, resembles that of like a lily or an onion. And personally, I go with uh, a lily because the Pokemon line has it turning into like flowers instead of like an onion. And we already have an onion fairy uh, at, with oh, Celebi. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah so Celebi, the onion fairy. Yeah. I enjoy Celebi. So, I've got the Celebi's tight. It does something that I enjoyed because I used to. Competitively, of course. I only play competitive Com- oh, Pokemon. Oh, super competitive. I can't tell you my deck, though, because that's a secret. <laughs> Passed mm-hmm. down through generations. <laughs> the same Pokemon. Yep, that's why it's so it's good. It's not legal anymore, but... <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when uh, you get a shiny Bulbasaur, it turns from a more of like, kind of like a blue, a slightly bluish green to a more of like yellow yellow green and also the bulb on its back darkens a bit honestly i don't really like bulbasaur as much shiny but when it evolves it looks a lot better so i'm like you kind of have to like just wait it out because then it gets flowers and then you have like yellow flowers and it's tight and here's just i see i get most of my information from bulbapedia because I have that resource available to me. Yeah, see, I'm a scrub, and I just use Wikipedia. <laughs> Bulbasaur <laughs> Wikipedia. But yeah, 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 if you look up well, Bulbasaur on Bulbapedia, that's, like, the perfect thing to look up on there. It, it is, honestly. That's that that's actually why we started with Bulbasaur. Not because it's the first oh, Pokemon, yeah. but because Bulbapedia, it's, we had to, legally. Um, but this is just a couple paragraphs that just come straight out of there that I'm like, I couldn't word this like a whole lot better so i'm just gonna just be quoted straight from there but as mentioned in the anime uh starter pokemon are raised by breeders to be distributed to new trainers having been domesticated from birth bulbasaur is regarded as both a rare and well-behaved pokemon it is known to be extremely loyal even after long-term abandonment bulbasaur has also shown itself to be an excellent caretaker even having a special technique called the bulbabai to perform this technique, Bulbasaur uses its vines to pick up a young Pokemon and soothingly rocks it in the air. It is found in grasslands and forests throughout the Kanto region. However, due to Bulbasaur's status as starter Pokemon, it is hard to come by in the wild and generally found under the tr- ownership of a trainer. It has been observed that a Bulbasaur's bulb will flash blue when it's ready to evolve. If it does not want to evolve, it struggles to resist the transformation. Many Bulbasaur gather every year in a hidden garden in Kanto to evolve into Ivysaur in a ceremony led by a Venusaur. Hmm. So yeah, there's a lot there, but that's just a lot of that's like... a fun little snippet. Yeah, that's pretty much every Pokemon I've, that I've been looking at uh, so far has this. So I'll probably have... This will probably just be like a little piece in 
pretty much every episode where I'm just like, here's some stuff straight from Bulbapedia. That's just, this is fun facts that I'm just going to tell you because it's cool. I do enjoy that. And I'll try and find dumb fun facts. I tried to look up Bulbasaur's favorite food, but I could not find anything, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, I... That is sad. We do need to know that, though, at some point. Maybe maybe in next episode we'll have it for you. Yeah. Have... No, that's our Patreon. That's... That's, <laughs> that's a Patreon one. <laughs> yeah. You can get Bulbasaur's favorite food. Yeah, <laughs> uh. yeah all right. Blake, you're going to get the real facts, and I'm just going to make up facts. This is the only time I'm going to say that my facts are going to be fake. So next episode, when I say my fun fact, it's it's going to be it's gonna be fake, but no one's going to know that. Other than the, the yeah. true supporters who've been with us since the beginning. Yeah, that's that, that that's going to be our reason. Like, yeah, they're going to be like, what? I didn't know they talked about Pikachu's favorite food, and we're like... Yeah, uh, they do all the time. Have you even you just seen don't... the anime from Brazil that was only aired in Brazil? <laughs> yeah, you're not a true fan. Yeah, I don't know what the only fans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, now, uh, a few of the major appearances of Bulbasaur in the anime. First one is Ash's Bulbasaur, which um, was first seen in episode 10 of the anime in Bulbasaur in the Hidden Village, uh, where... Bulbasaur was one of the Pokemon of the Hidden Village. Uh, and then it was all with Ash all the way until episode 225, uh, which covers all of his journey through Kanto and most of his through Johto until the episode Bulbasaur the Ambassador, when Bulbasaur is uh, sent to Professor Oak's lab to be a ambassador uh, between some arguing Pokemon. Oh, I thought it was going to be between like warring states and i was like huh this is just a twist <laughs> that one wasn't aired in japan <laughs> in japan but it was aired in america they're like yes, yes america we want that, that. <laughs> oh. uh, the second main bulbasaur uh was maze bulbasaur uh which was uh debuted in advanced generations episode 73 that's like gen i think that's Gen 3, or the Hoenn region, I believe, is Advanced Generation. Might have started a little before that, but... So, May caught the Bulbasaur after being separated from her group, and this uh, Bulbasaur stayed for the rest of her journey and until uh, she traveled to Kanto with Ash in the episode The Right Place and The Right Mime, uh, which is Advanced Generation's episode 133. And then she also left her Bulbasaur with Professor Oak to work with Ash's Bulbasaur. But later on, uh, she did uh, get her Bulbasaur back and evolved it all the way into a Venusaur. Uh, then there's the final one, Shauna's Bulbasaur, which is from the X and Y series. And this is shown in episode 39, where she gets a Bulbasaur from Professor Sycamore. Sycamore not Sycamore. I think that's one of my teachers from say. high school. I... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this Bulbasaur was revealed to evolve into into an Ivysaur in episode 90 of X and Y Tag Team Battle Inspiration. So those are the main, like, if you're like, man, I want to see Bulbasaur, but in anime, look at those. Those are, like, your best places. Now, there are plenty of other, like, appearances and, very like, smaller appearances of Bulbasaur, but that, there's a lot to that. And I'm not going to go through every single time Bulbasaur appeared in the anime, because that's a lot. 
I know, I'm sorry. Come on. No, but uh, next up is some Pokedex entries. I cut out all of the ones that weren't, like, I considered, like, du they're duplicates. So I was like, this is just something that's already been said. So there's, so there's only going to be, like, four or five sets here. I think it's, like, 23. So. I'm like, all right, this, is about, this episode's about to double. No, yeah, I specifically didn't just take every single one because then it would just be... There is a couple duplicates in here, but that's specifically just sh me showing, like, something that's canon, uh, which I will do those ones uh, last, actually. Okay. In Pokemon Yellow, it is... The Pokedex entry states it can go for days without eating a single morsel, and the bulb on its back, it stores energy. Pretty simple stuff. Pokemon Stadium, it says that the bulb-like pouch on its back grows larger as it ages, the pouch is filled with numerous seeds. Again, pretty basic. Uh, gold, uh, the seed on its back is filled with nutrients. Uh, its cellular grows larger as its body grows. Again, nothing big. Uh, Ruby and Sapphire, uh, it says that Bulbasaur can be seen napping in bright sunlight. There is a seed on its back. By soaking up the sun's rays, the seed grows progressively larger. Now, there are three different Pokedex entries that all, I believe, are exactly the same. Yes, they're exactly the same. But based on the wording, I, I grabbed these three because they are all the same and meaning likely canonical. Now, these are from Pokemon Red and Blue, which have the same one, from Pokemon Leaf Green, and from Pokemon X. Now, this one reads, A strange seed was planted on its back at birth. The plant sprouts and grows with this Pokemon. This means Bulbasaurs aren't born with a seed. It's... I don't know how to take that. Don't listen to him. I, I refuse to <laughs> accept this knowledge I've been given. I'm crazy my mind. I, Thank you very much. I, know, I was like... I, I read it first as red and blue, and I'm like, oh. I'm like, I'll say it, but I'm like, oh, it's probably not canon. It's from the first game. But then in uh, Pokemon X, but I think it came out in 2015... I'm right. I could totally be wrong, but it's in that general area. And once in between those times, they said the same thing, which means that they were like, they looked at this, and were like, "Yeah, this is worth copying. This is true." Uh, yeah, I'm surprised they did it three times. Yeah, it now, must be a conspiracy. Mm, it must be a conspiracy, yeah, well, and they're really doubling well, down on it. Now, my best guess is that if you look at the Venusaur models you'll see that the female Venusaurs have a seed in their flower. Like, you'll see, like, this whole thing. But my guess is that that's the seed planted into a Bulbasaur. But that also means that if the mom doesn't, isn't there to plant the seed in the Bulbasaur, there, there are Bulbasaurs that don't have plants. And they've never, they're too scared to show us it. This also brings up another interesting point. So when they use, like, Vine Whip, I think that's an attack. Does that mean that there's a symbiotic? Yes, that is telepathic relationship between the Bulbasaur and on with this plant that has been embedded in the back? I would have to assume so, like, because they have seemingly full control. So there has to be something, like, wired in there together. I don't... There's too many questions that will come from this next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but a little fun fact you did mention, Vine Whip, is that something starting in Gen 8... And actually, maybe also, no, I don't think in any other gen, but Vine Whip is actually currently 
a signature move of the uh, Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, and Venusaur because there are no other Pokemon in Sword and Shield that can learn the move, Vine Whip. I saw this, I was like looking stuff up and I saw this and I'm like, well, that that's not true. I've had other Pokemon with that. But apparently not in this game, which means I don't know why this is. Like, just no other Pokemon knows it. And I'm like, this is, this is wrong. Because it's, and I'm sure eventually, like, there are Pokemon that will have it, like, that will be transferred in and I assume we'll get the move Vine because there are Pokemon like Bellsprout and like Carnivine that are their vines. If they don't learn Vine that's going to be pretty weird. How far away is Gen Eight from the generation of Skitty? Skitty, Skitty is from I believe I want to say Generation Three from Hoenn. So that's like I don't know that ten. It's well, it's five generations, but that's like I want to say ten. At least 10 to 15 years, somewhere in that range. Okay. I can actually look up when Ruby and Sapphire came out. Wait, which generation was that again? Sorry. Uh, generation 3, generation I believe. Okay. Which is the game... Oh, oh, hey, no, it's been... Uh, Ruby came out in 2002. So, my life just changed. I thought it was like 2006. I, was say, like, I feel like, like I got that kind of brand new, but apparently not. Jeez, these are... And that also could be that also could be the Japanese, Japanese yeah. release, so it could have come out a little earlier there. But still, I feel like it was much later than that. That makes it, this is what makes me feel old, looking at old Pokemon stuff. But um, some other uh, stuff about Bulbasaur is its base stat total, which is just if you put all of its stat numbers together, this is what you get, and its base stat total is three eighteen. Now this comprises of its health stat, which is forty five, attack stat forty nine. Defense also 49, both its special attack and special defense are 65, and its speed is 45. Um, these are all relatively low stats, but it's a it's going to evolve, then it becomes much higher. And um, now its moves, it can learn between, and I'm only going to do the ones it can learn before it evolves. When we get into Venusaur, then I will talk more on the other types of moves it can learn, because I'll talk a little bit more on the competitive side of the Pokemon when we get to that, but like Bulbasaur, you could use Little Cup uh, for if you go on to Showdown, but I'm not going to go too deep into that because that's not like, it's not like the OU fighting ground. But at level one, it knows Tackle and Growl. Level three, Bind Whip, six, Growth, nine, Leech Seed, 12, Razor Leaf, and 15, it learns Poison Powder and Sleep Powder. For moves that you're going to like, Growth and Leech Seed right now are good moves. Uh, you'd want probably Razor Leaf and one of the Powders. Uh, those are, like, just moves where, like, if you're playing with a Bulbasaur, just be like, hey, these are the ones to have. Then now we can pretty much just go into, like, some fun trivia that just, like, do doesn't really fall into any of the other specified places. There's just some stuff that I think people should know. That's kind of the point of this podcast. <laughs> First off, so in the uh, Japanese versions of the first three games, Red, Green, and Blue, as well as the International Red and Blue, um, Professor Oak classifies Bulbasaur as a as the plant Pokemon instead of uh, the grass Pokemon. But in the English versions of Pokemon Fire, Red, and Leaf Green, he, uh, he correctly calls it a grass-type Pokemon. Uh Oh, this also occurs in the first episode of the Pokemon Origins anime, which is a pretty good one. If you haven't seen it, I'd recommend it. 
Um, then there's also the country of New. New. I don't know how to, I actually don't know how to pronounce it. It's N-I-U-E. Uh, they released um, a set of dollar coins that featured different Pokemon, and one of them was Bulbasaur, and then if you flipped it over on the other side was the nation's coat of arms. And I actually love that. That's actually awesome. I, I looked one up a while ago, like, to see if I could buy one, and I think they're expensive. Uh, shoot. Maybe. Maybe not. They might have, well, they, I don't know how, it was a while ago that I looked it up. But uh, also Bulbasaur's uh, evolutionary evolutionary family is the only starter Pokemon uh, family to have each member appear at least once in the Super Smash Bros. series, either through, like, Ivysaur being a playable character or through just different, like, trophies and stuff like that, or assists, trophies, yeah, or, the, like, the Pokemon Pokeballs. Bulbasaur and its entire evolutionary family share their uh, category, which is the seed Pokemon, with the Pokemon Sunkern. Now, a very fun fact that I love. Due to the censorship that prevents Pokemon with offensive nicknames being traded in uh, the GTS, or the Global Trade System, uh, a Bulbasaur with an English name cannot uh, be traded on the GTS unless it has a nickname. And this is because I think it's the S, the word S-A-U, or Sao, I believe, uh, it is considered um, offensive. <laughs> That's the word, because it's a German word for pig or swine, and is uh, therefore censored by uh, the Gen 5 game. Awesome. Now, of course, they, they, they ended up facing that, but there are now other Pokemon that are having this problem. It's... There's a, it's beautiful, though. I love this fact. And uh, my fun fact is that uh, Bulbasaur's bulb is a delicacy in Pokemon Ruby when you go to one of the stores. You can buy it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I totally remember right, that, that. That's my fake fact. Be prepared for more in the future. <laughs> that, that's your heads up. That's your one <laughs> fake fact. If you're pranked, I got you real good. I assume I got one, one of the two <laughs> listeners out there. Hey, hey, mm-hmm. you'll that's get a 50% me next time, hit rate. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> you gotta be careful. That's not bad. Uh, uh, another, f- another fun fact is in the game, Pokemon games Gold and Silver, Bulbasaur is programmed to be able to learn the move Charm through breeding, but there is no Pokemon in the grass or monster groups that can legitimately learn it in any way to pass it down to Bulbasaur. And it wasn't until Generation 3 and 4 when the Pokemon Shroomish was added, that you could chain breed that into a Pokemon. But now you can just get it directly from the Pokemon Cottony, which learns it, but I just love that they're like, here's a Pokemon, you can't get it. You can't get this move. It's just like, not that you'd want to use it really competitively, Charm isn't a common, commonly used move, because it's a debuffing move, and those aren't really common. So, another thing is that there is a uh, dinosaur by the name of Bulbasaurus, and well, you may be like, man, this is definitely, this is, has to be a Bulbasaur reference. It actually sadly is not. I looked this up, is that it was not, uh, although it wasn't, well, it says, while it was not directly named after Bulbasaur, they say it could have, it could have been a, um, a reason they're like, okay, like part of it, but it's, it's mainly, it seems like this dinosaur was named after this because it has um, bul, uh, Bulbus, like nose, uh, nasal bosses, which I think is just a big nose, and then uh, which is their main reason, and then 
but it's also its species type uh, means uh, leaf razor, which sounds very similar to the move razor leaf, um, but that comes from its uh, keratin covered jaws. But hey, Bulbasaur is pretty much real, is what I'm hearing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As are all Pokemon. You, wait, you haven't seen any? Wow. I can't believe you, listener. Go go out. <laughs> There's an app you have to use. It's called Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fourth dimension, and you can catch them. And it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a fun time. Get your friends to play it. Yeah. It's fun. Few, I have three more fun facts here, man. We'll close it out, but in the anime version of Pokemon, there's a Bulbasaur that is taught the move Whirlwind, which Bulbasaur cannot learn, which honestly, it's kind of a trend with the anime series. They're like, just give it a move for fun, but it's just like, why? Why were you like, yes, this seems like a move for Bulbasaur to know. Because like, for me... I just watch it for James because he's he's a character. Oh no, yeah, that doesn't ruin the anime for me because I'm like it's just one of those things that like when you think of it, it's like, oh, but I'm like it's see the anime uses anime logic, yeah. so it's like at that point it's fine. <laughs> uh, another uh, fun fact is that in the Pokemon games Diamond and Pearl, uh, you could g- something known as the Invisible Shiny Bulbasaur. Now, I'm not going to go too deep in how to actually obtain it, because that would take way too long. But I'll... Yeah, do that. Do that. Um, But I'll talk a little bit bit of info just about it. So the sprite of this Bulbasaur was always shiny, but it was outside of the frame of the game, which gave the appearance of the Bulbasaur. But you knew it was always shiny, because whenever you would encounter it, it would give, like, there's, like, a, a shimmer that when a shiny Pokemon appears will go off, and that would always go off whenever that happened. Uh, it is uh, always shiny. It knows no attacks. It is level zero and has zero HP. And then if it's like attacked in battle, it just the, the battle ends if you don't have any other Pokemon. It's just like done. There's a few other things you can do, like oh, if you're in doubles, it there's no, but there's nothing positive about it. But I think in doubles, if you would try to attack with it, it just uses the move struggle, which is what happens when a Pokemon uh, attempts to attack with no. Uh, PP in any of its move slots. Uh, also, just one last fact, if uh, the friendship between uh, the player and Pikachu is strong enough in Pokemon Yellow, uh, you will you can receive uh, Bulbasaur from a character in Cerulean City. So that's a, just a little fun fact. I, th- I assume you can also receive Squirtle and Charmander that way. I assume it's just like, oh, one of the three you choose. So that's that's all the facts I have on Bulbasaur. It's just just a few, just a couple. Yeah, just, real. Man, I, I put my headset down. Do you have we started? Uh, no, nah, I'm already done. Oh, yeah, shoot, it's, man, it's, took... by. Uh, yeah. So, do we know what we're gonna do next time? There will be next time. Uh, next time I plan to do it. for the next two I plan on doing Ivysaur and Venus Venusaur Venusaur doing it like that like doing like each set kind of in a group and then after after that point then I think we'll just do kind of what we we're, want we're doing unless for some reason Clef Key Clef Key and, and we're gonna Clef Key okay that's number four for Key. and <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it has something to do with the ancient lions but <laughs> okay we'll see how true that is. But then, yeah, after, like, that uh, that point, then if we somehow have, like, 
listeners that they can like email us at which they can email us at thepokenomicon at gmail.com. Oh, shit, you got a Gmail uh, already? I I made a I made us a Gmail yeah, the other day. Yes, great. I did. And if, if yeah. we get any anybody asking for Skitty, we will do that immediately. That will yeah. That'll be we'll even cut cut straight to like. We do. I Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, Ivysaur at 0.5, and it's Skitty, <laughs> and then it's uh, Delicati, and then it's Ivysaur part yeah. two, and then it's Venusaur. That's that's our current plan, obviously. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I get also, to throw in a fun Pokemon every now and then. Yeah. Clef oh, Key's going to be the first we'll one. Unless you can't find enough information on Clef that might be a, a quick 15-minute episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the other thing is that I think probably eventually I'll probably want us also doing, like, giving some of the, the recent Pokemon, like, news and information. Currently, I'm not going to do it for this episode. Like, I, if it is going to be in here, I'm going to edit it in because it might be a little while before this one goes up as this is our first episode. I'm going to make sure I get everything ready and good. But then in future episodes, uh, once this is all ironed down we'll also at some point in the episode do some pokemon news just because i think that's that's fun i like knowing news i wish someone would be telling me no news so i wouldn't have to always look it up myself yeah and we, so it's like we we're here for those people news source weekly bi-weekly mm -hmm. as in not two times in one week but mm -hmm. no we're gonna do it bi-weekly bi-weekly do it twice a week every other Thanks week so <laughs> yeah, so I think yeah, I was. This is like, I think I'm planning. I was also planning like every other week for now, just like as we're first getting started, just yeah. to build it up. So yeah, well, okay. I think that'll be it. So this is this is the closer. We did it. Go team. Next week, Venusaur, Ivysaur, crap. You're the dummy. You're the dummy.